beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippey, and I'm truly pumped up that you're here today. I also just had an incredible conversation with my boy, Mike Garza. If you haven't checked out that episode, please do. The conversation is seriously mind-blowing. Just hearing his testimony and the powerful hand of God that has been on his life through selling drugs to getting in a huge motorcycle accident to getting his leg cut off. There's just so much good testimony in that story and i truly want y'all to listen to that one uh just to really hear his heart and just to see all god's done in his life and he's just a brilliant speaker too i I think god is using him in a big way and i'm just honored he was able to come on the show and uh show some love and uh share his story with my fellow birds who have been so faithful in this last season of tuning in so thank you so much everybody for supporting the videos i've been really trying really trying to get them out there i've been you know new new ideas been even you know i flipped my uh camera around so that it can be more um vertical so we can actually do some TikTok reels in a more efficient way um, because I feel like everything is just moving in that direction as far as eyes on the screen and we have to we want to try to reach everybody we can for the sake of the gospel so thank you for helping me do that thank you for sharing liking commenting supporting uh, in any way you can uh, I'm also got a big thing to share with you guys today this is kind of the the focal point of this episode I just finished editing 21 days in Africa Yes, it is true. It took me multiple times, multiple rounds of editing. It's been a nine-month book process of uh, sending it off to somebody else to edit and then getting it back and then editing it myself and then continuing to do that three different times. And then finally, my gracious mother-in-law, who was actually with me in Africa, uh, put her hand on it and she had... Uh, about a dozen years worth of homeschooling and grammar and all that stuff. And she's just a very active reader and she finds things that you didn't see the first time. And she helps you reword things that make, um, that is more clear to the reader. So greatly appreciate her hand in it. She also helped me, uh, polish up my Harvard graduation speech that I wrote for a client. So, um, her, her skill is very valued, um, on this side of, uh, my life right now. So, I wanted to go ahead and come on here and kind of share a little excerpt from the book and just kind of talk about it a little bit with you guys uh, to get you excited and just get you on the team. Uh, If you guys would like to be part of the launch team that I'm creating, please let me know. It would just be so cool to have some people involved. I'm going to personally send out some DMs to people that I feel would be interested that have always been very supportive of the show and of me. Uh, And then hopefully you can get on board with the book idea as well as, you know, just feeling comfortable, you know, sharing it one time, you know, once you get it, taking maybe a picture with the book. And then also I'm going to probably send you like a PDF of the first two chapters. And then when it actually launches, you can go ahead and Amazon and write a review. That way, when the book launches in the first six weeks, it's loaded up with some great reviews so other people can find it and potentially read it, which will get them closer to Jesus as well as shine a light on all that's going on in Africa and their need for a savior over there, as well as just, you know, showing the heart of God and all he's doing out there. 
and making sure that, you know, the people that aren't able to go to Africa really get to see what's going on over there and uh, even potentially help out in a lot of ways that um, lift people up over there because the U.S. dollar just goes so far over there and um, is caring for the widows and the orphans out there in a really big way. And you'll see that in the book firsthand. That was my first time, first experience ever. Um, you know, shaking hands with a widow and like talking with a widow and, and being around their company and just uh, really serving, being on the ground, being a foot soldier for Christ. Uh, that was my real first experience with it. You know, we don't really get that here in America. You know, maybe it's a choice. Maybe it's just um, the situations that we, we find ourselves in or the busyness of the world that we live in um, or in our day to day. But going over, you know, going, you know, on a mission trip for my first time was very impactful uh, I was supposed to just be there for 10 days and I ended up popping a positive on my PCR test uh, just because I had the sniffles. I couldn't fly home. Uh, so I had to stay there for another seven days before I could retest. And during those seven days, uh, six to be exact, before um, I was able to write a really strong chunk of this book. And I feel like if I went home um, on the day I was supposed to go home, I would have you know, got complacent, got busy. Uh, focused on other writing projects, you know, and, and went back to uh, just doing the same old, same old. So being in Africa for those extra, extra six days led me to write this book. And then when I got back, I felt uh, motivated to finish it and I'm um, very proud of it. I I love it. It's one of those things where it's like, man, of course, I wish I, you know, I, I changed a couple things or I did a couple things differently. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm very proud of the, the work. And it also brings me back to that time and it really just kind of humbles me and it makes me think about the people over there the relationships that were built while i was there uh what i could have did better what i could have done more of um even just the heart you know the condition of the heart of how i was feeling when i was there what i was complaining about or what, what my words were like and just really showing kind of the journey of like where i started at when i got there versus when i left and even when i returned home you know so you'll see like in chapter two uh, your boy gets a little whiny. I, I've been been told in one of uh, my friendly uh, <laughs> feedback that I got from somebody that I asked to uh, look over the book. Uh, chapter two is a little whiny, but that's just me kind of uh, showing that, you know, uh, the heart wasn't in the right place. Uh, I wasn't I didn't see what was what other people were dealing with or struggling with on on the other side of that plane ride. Um, and it's just I try to make it funny and humorous in a way that uh, brings a light to the the circumstances and situations. Uh, so I think I think we do a great job of that. We have a lot of jokes in here, trying to make it funny for the reader, trying to make it entertaining while telling a story, uh, having some really good like biblical truths in here. We got scripture in here all throughout it. Uh, we use a lot of scripture, but it's not to the point where it's going to be only focused on that. You know, we tell a story multiple times of, of people's situations in Africa, the, the heart of a situation, um, what we had to deal with while we were there. The reality that exists over there, especially coming off the off of back to back lockdowns in a place where there was no stimulus checks or uh, unemployment aid and free this free that, you know, so uh, very impactful stuff, guys. And it really just shows you the heart and what's going on out there in Africa. And I really want you guys to be a part of that as well as just to really support the ministry, because this is kind of the new focus of the ministry right now is getting this book out there into as many hands as possible in hopes that. It, you know, obviously touches the lives of people reading it, but also just really impacts the people of Africa even more and tells their story when uh, for somebody that's not able to go and see it for themselves. So I appreciate you guys supporting me in that. It means a lot. I'm already excited for the next book that I drop and write. Um, but this one is the one I'm going to be really focusing on and, and publishing or promoting as much as I can. And I would love your hand in helping that the same way we did with the with the podcast. It's like y'all have taken it from 
me getting like 25 listens on the first few to now we're over 21,000 listens, uh, maybe even 25,000 when you add up all the YouTube stuff and, and TikTok and all that stuff. So uh, truly appreciate that. It means the world to me. And I know that uh, we're, we're making sure that, that God is always at the glory and getting honor and all that we do on here. So uh, you guys are a part of that. So thank you so much. All right. So let's read this little excerpt from the story. I was trying to find a good spot to just kind of read a little something uh, for you guys. And um, I don't know, this kind of like really, really hit me as like, man, this is cool. Let's share this because it's, it's lighthearted and it's cool. And it really just shows that like, man, there's so much, uh, so much that happened while I was there. So as the older kids left the compound, I went on a walk in solitude. I take walks to think, pray and let God speak. I couldn't get Moses's story out of my head, which you'd have to read about that. Uh, I was willing to pay school fees and do whatever it takes to get him in the building. All I could do at this current time was pray for him in his situation. I walked down the courtyard and I started to hear music. I walked towards the building and I looked around the corner and I saw a handful of kids singing, dancing, and playing drums. They were outside in the dirt and the concrete walkway was their stage. They saw me walking toward them and they kept on worshiping and banging on those drums. I was loving it. I approached them and they looked at me with uncertainty and the hesitant looks on their face made me just start dancing like the goofball that I am. I was throwing down some white boy dance moves to their African beats and they were all smiling and laughing. The music paused the music paused for laughs and I asked to get on the drums. I did the only beat that I know how. Boom boom clap ba boom ba boom clap boom boom clap ba boom ba boom clap. They looked confused and they chuckled at my lack of drum skills. I got up and let the lead drummer get his hands back where they belong. I then sat in a plastic blue chair and I watched him do a thirty minute worship set in the dirt. They never stopped to talk about which song was next. Every kid had a role in the performance and I was loving my front row seat. The main drummer was so good that I couldn't stop filming him. I have every, so every song that they performed on film. I was vibing in my blue chair, clapping along to the Jesus-filled tunes. I felt a, sense, a huge sense of gratefulness while listening to their music. They sang with such love and praise in their hearts, even as their clothes had holes in them and their lives were an everyday struggle. That was the number one takeaway from this trip. The joy of the Lord is different out here. Their faith is all that they have. There is no distractions, entertainment, or big businesses here. No corporate ladder to climb, no Amazon Prime, and no Netflix. Just Jesus, morning, noon, and night. They rely on him for everything that they have. God is their provider. As he is for us, we are just blessed to live in a place that was built on freedom, prosperity, and a free market. If we keep letting the government, the bureaucrats, and the big corporations do whatever they want, we will no longer be that way. But that's a conversation for a different book. Cheryl joined me in the plastic chair next to me as we watched the kids sing their hearts out. It was getting late and we took pics with the kids and off we went. We got back to the house, sat on the porch, and sipped on a glass of box wine while enjoying the stunning Subi sunset. Another good day in the books. All right, there are so many stories I could choose from. I just wanted to choose this one because I just remember uh, posting about uh, the kids playing the drums and I just remember there was so much love and feedback on that and people really enjoyed seeing that. And um, I'll probably share a little more excerpts on the next few episodes with you guys. I just wanted to go ahead and touch base and, and give you a little bit of a preview of what to expect in it as far as um, the way we, we kind of just share the stories in there. Uh, it's very special and um, I love that we were able to attach scripture to a lot of it as well and just really show that the heart of God is out there in such a big way. And that was one of my biggest takeaways from the, from the Africa trip is like the yin and yang of like, man, their, their circumstances are so like dire and so like, you know, destitute, but then their joy is so big. It's a weird, 
uh, parallel that, that I noticed out there is like their joy for the Lord is just on fire out there. And they like every time they speak, they say, praise the living God, you know, before they talk. And it's just so cool. And it just shows that, like, even though they don't have much. They give God glory for everything that they do have, which is just such a powerful testament. It really shows the heart of the people out there. Um, and there's a big difference out there, too, between, you know, those that are saved and those that aren't saved. You know, you see a lot of crime, a lot of corruption, a lot of a lot of sin out there for the people that don't know God. And, um, you know, they, they struggle with the same things we struggle with here as far as greed and as far as like, oh, if I just had money, then I'll be happy kind of kind of way of thinking. And uh, we really broke those barriers when we were out there. That was actually what. Uh, when I preached out there on that Sunday at church, that was what my message was about. And it really, uh, really hit home for a lot of people. And I had a lot of really good uh, feedback and reception after that. When I got off the stage and I started talking to some of the, you know, especially the young teenagers in the room that were um, that were in there. You know, uh, this dude named Daniel came up to me and just was like, I never thought about it that way. I always thought this was, you know, the, my, my ticket out of happiness uh, to happiness. And that wasn't the case, you know, so. Um, he really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed just being able to speak that life and that truth into him. So yeah, man, I just really, I just really want to come on here and just really share that, yo, the book is, the book is done. You know, like we're, we're in the home stretch. It feels good to be able to like share that with you guys. And just, you know, I, I know you're excited about purchasing it and I'm excited about you being able to purchase it and have it in hand. So we're finishing up final touches on it, hoping to have it out by October. No promises though, of course, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, truly appreciate you guys' support on the new episodes. Definitely the guest e episodes with Judah and um, Mike Garza were phenomenal. So if you guys like that, uh, thank you so much for that. Make sure you share those videos around as well. Um, and also, I was on Lisa Schwartz's show just recently, uh, Let's Talk Purpose. That's on my Facebook as well. And I'm trying to get the video footage from that so we can kind of, you know, have that promoted on our uh, platform as well. And yeah, man, God's just doing incredible things in my life right now. Uh, as always, I feel like he's always moving. Um, just me and my wife are in a really good place in our relationship. We've been really connecting uh, at night and just trying to really, you know, make time to spend with each other. Uh, I've been really prioritizing, making sure I finish all the work that I have to do in the daytime so that I can enjoy family at night because that's something I feel like I was just grinding for so long, man, just trying to get to the place where we're at now, working morning and night. You know, if I'm not doing uh, speeches or scripts at night, I was doing stuff for the book and I was just burning myself out to the point where it was like I was creating unhealthy habits, you know, so I'm getting into a place of just really forming good habits and uh, it set me up for success in a big way. So, um, yeah, man. Let me think if there's anything else I want to share with you guys real quick. Sorry, this wasn't such a... Uh... Oh, let me read this for you guys real quick. Your boy wrote something that is uh, that is powerful for a client, and I want to go ahead and share that with you uh, today. All right, so this is called Masculine Men. Our world is broken. It's been that way for a while now. We have separated ourselves from God, and we've let distractions be the driving force of that distance. Our culture is crying out for change. Humanity is bleeding and the soul of our nation is holding on by a thread. We are not the country that we used to be. Our leaders are crooked. Our men are timid and our church is misguided. The masculinity of men is missing in our society. We are seeing the spiritual head of the household bend his knee to the culture instead of bending his knee at the altar. And when you bend your knee to God, he gives you a backbone in the process. You surrender your life into his hands and he gives you the boldness and the courage to live out his will. And don't get it twisted. The woman has a role in every God-fearing man's life. I have seen the power of a good woman in the life of a godly man. And together, they are unstoppable.
The power couple shines brightest when they are living for the kingdom. And everything changes when a man takes on the role of becoming the spiritual leader of his home. And don't let the culture convert you into a man who puts his masculine strength on the shelf. Pick up the armor of God and stand for his truth. Put on the helmet of salvation and lead your family into his will. Bring back masculine men who bend the knee at the altar, obtain a spiritual backbone, and watch the country begin to move in the right direction again. So that was the powerful word that I went ahead and wrote for this client, and he loved it, and I loved it. And uh, I definitely wanted to share that with you guys because I was super hyped up about it, and I was just, you know, really inspired and lifted up to just, you know, do more as the man of the house and the man of the family and uh, the man that has a, a podcast about Jesus. You know, it's like speaking that truth goes such a long way. And I love that the fact that God has given me the freedom to do so. You know, I don't have a boss. I don't have anybody that's above me or a company that can can threaten me or blackmail me or, or fire me or take away my livelihood. Like I have complete freedom to say the things that God puts on my heart with boldness. And sometimes that's not going to come out correctly. You know, sometimes I'm going to say something that is not always in line with, you know, honoring God. But at the same time, I get the opportunity to use my words wisely and speak the powerful truth that I know he has put on my heart that represents him and his kingdom and his will. So I encourage you as well to live your life in a way that is speaking bold and is uh, standing for truth and having your life be focused in a biblical worldview and not bending to the culture and not uh, subject subjecting yourself to the morality and the moral compass that they tell you to have. Uh, and really just thinking for yourself and shifting your mind and transforming your mind to be aligned with your spirit. And man, me and Lisa had a great conversation about the soul and the spirit and the mind and how different they all are, right? And your soul, you have to protect your soul. Your soul is your thoughts, your personality, your emotions. And you have to line those soul things up with your spirit, which is in Christ. Because once you were, once before you knew Christ, your spirit was dormant because of Adam's sin, right? Our, our spirits were inactivated. All we had was um, the, the allure and the blind and the, and, and the enemy blinding us throughout our, our walk until we found Christ. Right. So once our spirit became active and we're like, Hey, Christ is in us. He's in us. We, we accepted him. We, we got baptized in the, in the, in the name, the father and the son and the Holy spirit. And we're feeling good. Right. We're, we're like, all right, I'm on fire, but now I got to break these soul ties. And that's where it really comes into transforming your mind to the word of God and just making sure that you're leaning in into his truth instead of letting the, the world and the enemy tell you lies and those preconceived notions that you think uh, you're supposed to feel about yourself or about a situation or about religion or about this or about that is completely cut because you're over here just honoring God and you're you're seeking him and you're searching for him and you're you're trying to just you know be obedient to him and in obedience comes blessings in obedience comes a, pr a proof of your faithfulness and the fruit on your life is revealed to you in a big way and you can really hear that on the episode that I did with Judah. We really just dive into that about how powerful obedience is to the Lord because he shines those blessings on you. And if you keep this in mind, God's law is put there in place for you to live a better life. All right. So the word of God is is perfect. If you follow that and you live that way, especially the words and the teachings of Jesus, you are going to be a-okay all right your family's going to be good your relationships are going to be good your career is going to be good your um your emotional state's going to be good and don't get me wrong today i woke up in a cloudy mood i was in a really like i was in a trance it felt like where i was just grouchy 
opened up prop uh, opened up the word went to um one of the epistles just started reading it felt a lot better it felt like all right god's here god's got me I had a good day yesterday. I did Lisa's show. Uh, really felt like my spirit was lifted and I had to re, re, re-lift it. You know, I had to re-engage in it. I had to start my day off with a positive habit to really just get me in line with, with the way God wants me to live my life, which is in upbeat, positive mode, not grouchy, using my words wisely and uh, making sure that we're walking in his truth and his light. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I try to keep it short and sweet for you guys today. Please check out the previous episodes if you haven't with the special guest on there. Also, uh, let me know if you wanna be on the team for the book launch. I would love for you to be there for 21 Days in Africa. Please support it, please get behind it. Please you know, make sure that you're um, excited about it because you are a part of it. So many of you helped me get to Africa with the GoFundMe and don't worry, I've already got a special surprise for you guys in there as well about everybody that uh, had a helping hand in that. I truly appreciate you guys so much and I love doing this show. I love this ministry. I love being able to put on for Jesus and just having people just, you know, all be enthusiastic and tuning in and uplifting their spirits as well. So thank you so much. And I hope to see you guys on the next one. God bless and have a great and fantastic week of life and praise God.